Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We have a, a great show for you, a fun show, as you'll see. We'll get right to it. Uh, but first, we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF Equal Housing Lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as promised, we have a fun show for you today. We have with us Carlo Bonavita. He is the owner of the Springfield Wine Exchange in Tower Square in downtown Springfield. How are you, Carlo? I'm good. How are you doing, George? I'm fine. Glad to have you on the show today. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about wine. We're going to talk about your business. We're going to talk a little bit about Valentine's Day, which is coming up tomorrow. We have a lot to do. Uh, let's just start by talking about uh, you and the Springfield Wine Exchange. This is a unique new business uh, for those who don't know uh, in Tower Square. Uh, this is a, a spot uh, right on on the ground floor there. There were many gift shops there over the years. And now it's a, a nice spot to go in and, and pick up a bottle of wine or two or 10 or 20. Uh, tell us a little how this came about. Okay. I, I had been uh, in the industry for many years and had been looking for um, something else to do. I, was, I had sold my businesses and uh, then went back into my construction business and then retired from that. Um, and thought that I would, you know, not want to sit home any longer. My wife's still working, and I was not the kind of guy that was going to sit at home or, or play golf. And I, I love the wine business. I'm all about wine, and I, I have a great uh, 40 years of experience in it. Um, so it came about that I was looking in, in many areas for a, a shop that I could um, be able to open from, like, you know, 10 to 5, Monday through Friday in a, in a very um, – office type area to take advantage of the offices and the small re residential amounts of, of people. So um, looked into downtown Springfield, came upon Tower Square, was able to cut a deal with, with the uh, owners here, and um, then went through the process of the license of the city, which they, where there was a license available for us um, to come forward. So I um, got this open in October of uh, last year, uh, two years ago, I'm sorry, uh, 2021. And we've... Um, gone through about a year and a half now. Of course, the pandemic was not a friend of ours, although a lot of stores did well with it. Uh, the people in these buildings were not working from the from the store, so it was very difficult. So it was not great times for us during the pandemic when a lot of other stores were because the people really weren't working in the buildings. Um, there are back to about a 40, 50% level now, so we're doing better and doing fine um, and um, have been able to reach out. We, we do things differently than most other stores do. I can continue to talk about that. If you want to talk about tastings first, George, we can mention that. I can start well, with let's, that. Well, uh, let's start by what, what's on your shelves and, and on your racks there. I, I think you like okay. to say that these are these are wines with a story. Uh, these are yeah. not wines that you would find in, in most uh, corner package stores or, or many of the other places around here. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So 90% of the wines in here are not uh, national brands. We deal with small uh, importers out of Boston, New York, and New Jersey that bring in the wine for us. And um, 
we have things on our shelves from $8.99, $9.99 a bottle up to $200 or more a bottle. Um, And we'd like to think of ourselves as a different option, an alternative to the big shop. And we enjoy doing doing just that, selling those wines. And I hand sell most of those. And there is a story with every wine. Um, Some of these are small family. Most of these are small family wineries that the first, second, and third generations and sometimes the fourth generations are still working themselves on the property. Uh, Many of it's hand harvested, hand crushed, hand made, bottled the same way, and then shipped over to uh, different countries and America being Mm -hmm. one of them. So we were fortunate enough to have a longstanding relationship. I was with with an importer out of Boston uh, who actually um, now has a a location in uh, this Western Mass area uh, under the name of Boco Wines, and we get a lot of the wines from quite frankly. Can you just briefly tell us a couple of these stories? I know they're all intriguing. They're all very interesting. Uh, just give a couple quickly. Well, a real, a real good, a cute one or a funny one, I would say, is we deal with a, one of the wineries uh, with these people called Tenuta Santa Maria, and it's from Italy. And we recently had the owner come up uh, from the winery. He spent uh, a night with us here, an evening with us here at the store uh, doing a tasting. And he basically went through what his day is like in, in the in the uh, in the business. And I think all of the fanfare we all think about when we read about some of the major national corporations, what they do and did, and what he does are two different things. He gets up at six thirty every morning, basically six o'clock. He's out of the house by six thirty. He's in one of the barns, uh, checking the drying process and the, and, the, and the crushing process and all those things. Uh, he does that first. It, he has his first cup of espresso. He said about uh, seven o'clock walks down into the barn. At the end of the barn, they have a bar set up where he has all the grappa that they make also. So he starts his day with a shot of grappa, and then he moves on to drinking his espresso further. And then he continues to work in the fields. He could be on any given day being doing any different things. He could be hauling hoses, could be doing irrigation, could be planting, could be picking, could be trimming, could be cutting, sanitizing, uh, you name it. He, he could be bottling, could do whatever it be. So he spends about a 12 to 14 hour day every day out in the, in the barn and in the fields, uh, along with his two brothers. The father is it's a fourth generation of, of Italian winemakers, and it's a great bottle of wine they make several different types of wine we carry about four of them and they're wonderful wines they really are they're priced very very fairly from like 16 dollars a bottle to maybe 20 22 a bottle hmm. interesting wine is a, a great subject a very good number of people are, are interested in wine interested in and not just uh what it says on the bottle but the the story behind it and i think what we're seeing in wine these days you're the expert but you tell me is that that people are looking for more uh than a wine that tastes good uh they're looking for a wine as you said that has a story uh that might be produced organically uh you know sustainability is a big term that you hear uh in wine these days tell us about how the the picture is is changing and and what the the typical wine buyer is looking for these days well, the picture, the picture has definitely changed. Things are, are moving over towards more organic and wines that do not contain sulfites. A lot of people um, say they, they have a problem when they drink a glass of wine because they'll get a headache from the sulfites in the wine. And that is true. So what happens is um, most of these smaller winers are now offering an organic and a, a non-sulfite alternative. Um, and they are really gaining ground. And we are now beginning to sell a lot of them. Uh, I have many people that I have asked us over the first year and a half to continue to increase our inventories on those. And I certainly am. And we do. 
Um, we have, uh, there's maybe one or two that are from Indiana, some are from Italy, some are from, uh, every country's doing it, France. Um, I've got a full line in from France now. I've got some from Argentina that are also um, um, organic. And, they, and we have one from Yorkville that I've been doing business with for about 35 years um, in Yorkville uh, in California. And they, um, they are also a very small family winery. I visited with the with the owner up here in Massachusetts years ago, and he's um, a sharp operator and he's a very smooth operator. But he does know his business and he knows how to produce an organic line that is probably one of the higher quality lines I've seen. And they're again priced fairly across the board. Interesting. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk. The podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Carlo Bonavina. He is the owner of the Springfield Wine Exchange in downtown Springfield. We've been talking about wine and the process of buying wine, the business of wine. There's a lot that goes into this. And, uh, of course, the customers, as I said earlier, they're, they're looking for, for different things. Uh, they're looking for wines that taste good. But they're also looking to learn. Uh, tell us how uh, you're working with this, this education process, you've got tastings, you've got people coming in, uh, giving demonstrations and, and talking to the customers. So talk about how you help educate your customers about wine. Certainly. So what we do is, is uh, every Thursday uh, afternoon and early till about six, generally runs from 3.30 to six, we will do a, a tasting slash seminar on a variety of different wines. Usually it's three or four bottles every single week. We switch them up from reds to whites to rosés and back and forth. We've done bubbly. We've done champagne. Um, this particular week, we're doing uh, three Cabernets, uh, and we're, and we're going to compare those. One's going to be in a brown bag. I have representatives come in from the wineries. Uh, they come and speak, and they will give an actual seminar, and they will try and explain how the wine's made, how the what the differences in the wines are that they make, and they talk about, again, organic and sustainability and all those good things also. So we have some fun. It's, you know, we pour small amounts. We may have four or five different types of wine that evening. We usually have some food out. And we've got a core group of about 30 to 40 people here that come in and really just enjoy themselves every week. And generally, they'll grab a bottle of wine on the way out, which is what I'm here for also. But um, one of the things we started doing is uh, networking operations for different companies and smaller office firms to kind of grow their business. So what we'll do on an off night is we'll do a, a network. We call it network and chill where people will just come in. And uh, last week we did one. We had 39, 40 people came through. It was a great group. They all got to talk. And, and it was basically, there was, there were probably five lawyers in here that night. There were probably four or five bankers uh, two or three um, paralegals, that kind of thing. And then some of the financial people from upstairs. So basically everyone finds an opportunity to help market their business and they're doing it through a, you know, a sip of wine and talk of wine and through the seminar also. So they're all learning a little bit about wine. They're also using it for team building. Uh, it's been pretty popular with some of the firms doing team building and doing uh, just, again, another network idea to keep, keep uh, their businesses growing without, you know, um, having to really, you know, reach out too far because there's enough people right in this downtown area to do that with for them. So of, of the average, I would say the average uh, Thursday tasting slash seminar slash, slash networking event is probably, again, about 40 people. And they come from the basic, the downtown area, these downtown buildings, which are, mm -hmm. you know, along Main Street here. At the, uh, and people are love it. They love it as an alternative, something to do. They pop in for a little bit and then they head home from there. So. 
Okay. And tomorrow night is Valentine's Day. What do we have on tap? No pun intended. Uh, we, we have Wine is uh, not on tap. It's in a bottle. You know. No, not on tap. It's in the bottle, but that's okay. We will have flowers uh, for Valentine's Day. We have chocolate truffles for Valentine's Day. We will be featuring uh, rosé wine has become very, very popular. It started as a summer, spring, summer thing. It's now extended right on through to a year-round event, a year-round wine. It competes with reds and whites uh, all day long. Um, so we will be featuring some rosés for Valentine's Day along with some really nice reds that go along with chocolates. And we'll have a package on, on wine and chocolates. We'll be tasting all those on Valentine's evening also, Tuesday. Okay. All right. So talk a little bit more about uh, your customers. And, and let's talk about young people. Young people, very discerning segment of, uh, of your clientele. List. What, are, what are young people looking for in wine today? I understand that more young people are, are kind of gravitating toward wines these days. But they're, they're very discerning. They're very particular. They want certain things in their wine. Right? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. They do. They, it goes back to the sulfites, goes back to the organics, the sustainability. And it also goes back to, as I mentioned, rosé, because people, for some reason, the younger persons are really looking for rosé. As a matter of fact, just today, I had three or four people come in and purchase some rosé early, earlier today because it's just one of those good things for them. Uh, and that's, a, you know, we're looking forward to Valentine's Day tomorrow and having that work out well and um, move forward with, with the, with the rosé. Some of the sweet wines are actually making a comeback also, believe it or not. So. Okay. So what's in your business plan moving forward? Uh, tell us uh, where we can go with the Springfield Wine Exchange for the long term. Well, we're going to continue to expand our inventory. I mean, we started, like I said, a year and a half ago, walked our way through. We're continuing to expand it. We're carrying more wine uh, than we ever have. We have a higher inventory level than we ever have, and our sales show that. Um, we're doing better. I mean, we, we are reaching out constantly to the office buildings and around us to get people to come in and buy and purchase and, and just to see that we're here and know we're here. So our future is going to be more online marketing. Um, we looked at, we plan on starting to ship next year online, this, this year online, I want to say, and uh, across the state of Massachusetts, it's, it's legal to do so. So we're getting ready to set up for that. Um with a common carrier, like either FedEx or UPS type thing, and we will have uh, proper packaging. We are actually beginning to carry rare and collectible items. We have uh, some wines, as I said, you know, that go up to the $200 range now. We will actually have more than that. We are going to set up a separate section of the store for rare and collectible, but we also want to reach that out onto online with online sales because, I mean, that's, that's where the market is for those items. So mm -hmm. um, that's what Springfield Wine Exchange plans on doing. We plan on moving forward. Um, and uh, with that, concept in mind and continuing what we started with the tastings that'll never stop mm -hmm. what what has it been like for you i i love having entrepreneurs on the show uh, talk about their ventures people who go out and, and and take risks and come up with some new concepts uh, what's it been like i'm very happy that i did it i'm glad i chose to do this i mean i could have gone a different variety a lot of different varieties with what i wanted to do but i i'm glad i chose it and i'm glad i chose here um, it gives me an, op an opportunity to meet new people. I've met a lot of nice people. Uh, we have a lot of uh, like nice clients come in and customer base. We do a lot of corporate th things now. We do corporate gift, corporate gifting and that type of thing uh, with gift boxes. We sold uh, a lot of them this Christmas and we are continuing to sell them through these years, this time of year rather. Um, what's up for me is I'm happy I did what I did. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I'm also enjoying the hours, which are not crazy. I'm open 10 to 5, <laughs> Monday to Friday. I'm not out till 11 o'clock at night like I used to be with the other stores we had. And uh, I get to spend more family time and, and whatnot this stage, stage of my life. All right. One more quick one. You mentioned the pandemic earlier. It was a difficult time for a lot of people. Uh, those in the uh, 
liquor business. Uh, some of them did did very well during the pandemic. What I've I've heard from some people is this gave people time to to think and and time to maybe try some different things, time to get involved in different things, and and this actually led to uh, not a renaissance for wine that would be going too far, but just more people kind of right. picking it up as, as a right. hobby or something they enjoy. Did, did you see this? Or Yeah, we did see it, but we definitely saw that. I saw that people decided they, they pondered what they were going to do and they made that. I saw a lot of different people doing different, uh, different things for work than they had done in the past. They, they made, they made a switch over to uh, obviously something that they had been pondering and thinking about and wanting to do. Um, actually Boco wines is a good example uh, Susan Beaudry uh, from Boko was a good example of that. She changed her, her career field and went into the wholesale and, in, and importing wine business. And uh, she's one person I do a lot of business with. I do a lot of business with a lot of others also, but um, that's a good example of what we saw back then. And we, I'm still seeing it a little bit because a lot of people are still working from home. So I'm seeing people you know, constantly calling and stopping over and asking me, you know, how I got into this. Why did I get into this? How could they get into it? All those kind of things. Cause they want something uh, to work from home with. I'm like, well, this is not really a work from home business, but it's kind of a work from one location. So you're not, you, know, you could, you could do it. So. Okay. Well, congratulations to you. Keep up the good work. Uh, Thank you. Enjoy Valentine's day. I uh, hope you get a good crowd. Hope you get a Thank good you. Turnout. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much for all the support. Okay. Thank all you right. again. Take Thank care. you to all of you for listening. This has been Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.